Welcome to Chaos Theory Tales Askew. Theory Tales Askew presents The Mythic Pixicide by L. Christopher Del Guercio, as presented by The Chaotic Centurion. The Mythic Pixicide by L. Christopher Del Guercio. You've heard all the stories, perhaps even half heartedly tried it yourself alone at night, despite the warnings. Its legend lives on even as the act itself has vanished into antiquity. But know that it occurred. Know that at one time it existed. No one's terribly certain when the rumor began, but rumor has it it spread faster than rumor itself, faster than any ordinary rumor, at least. This one traveled at light rumor speed, and we sucked in the trail of sweet gasoline exhaust like mother's milk. Both parts ridiculous and delicious, the rumor grew into myth, the myth to legend, and the legend was all awful truth. Did you hear about what happened on TV? I did. I watched it all go down, every blood-soaked second. I lived through it, lived with it, and lived for it, all at the same time. This is my testimony. Phase 1, Genesis, or in the beginning, there was QVC. It's claimed by a great many people that the Home Shopping Network is a consumer Shangri-La. For the uninitiated, this is the channel that will make a persuasive case that your very existence in the cosmos is utterly incomplete without a rotomatic electric cheese grater. And if you act now, you also get the commemorative Dale Earnhardt plate, which is essential to serving your freshly shredded Gouda. The soothsayers down at QVC always foresee the payments as being easy, the rewards vast, and are quite assuring that if you do not act within the next 30 seconds, you will never again have the opportunity to purchase a grader of such exceeding quality and will ultimately be saddled with the burden of having to chew your cheese for the rest of your miserable life. I guess some people have to be told what they really need. Thus was the setting when Barry Winkingrin, on-air talent and resident expert on all things decor, charged full-on into the Arabian Nights-themed showcase presentation. Cocooned within his trademark vanilla cream cable-knit sweater, Barry beguiled the home audience with all manner of surprising factoids about the Middle East. You people are in luck, he'd say. The Koran forbids the sale of these items to Westerners, but we know a guy. He also pulled out this old standard from his bag. You could turn around and sell this stuff to a dealer right now and double your money. That one works with just about anything. He even made up this gem on the spot. Most Americans aren't aware that they're experiencing a severe thread shortage over there in Egypt, so who knows when we'll see this stuff at such low prices again. The man was a master. He was as crooked as a river, but always spoke with a straight face, spoon-feeding the public just what they wanted with his forked tongue. About halfway through this code orange onslaught on the viewer, Barry started to perspire. Now, it's not uncommon for the QVC hosts to broil under those enormous studio lights, but Barry was the exception. 
around studio headquarters, he was nicknamed the driest man on cable. Some execs thought he was born without sweat glands. Others posited that the board members at QVC had him genetically engineered to be the perfect on-air salesperson, like some joint QVC Nazi experiment. So you can imagine their astonishment when Barry stopped perspiring and started sweating. I mean, really sweating. But the man pressed on. What a pro, they all thought. The camera cut away for a few seconds as they toweled their boy off, but the faucet inside him was still running on high. Everyone on set was worried. Barry was glistening like a Christmas ham, but he artfully shot some clandestine hand signals to the crew, assuring them that he could continue and then pop. It happened. Barry Winkengrin's skull was hollowed out, right there in front of a hungry consumer audience, they said. Little red and white puzzle pieces of cranium and contents mixed with the cobalt glassware display that it shattered, completely ruining thousands of dollars' worth of product. Now, unfortunately, nastiness like this happens here and there in front of the unflickering public eye, and people catch a whisper or sight of it second, third, fourth hand, and up. We ask each other agog, did you hear about that guy on TV? And these gruesome tales are emailed and linked to friends and family as lovingly as one passes the cranberries and candied yams on Thanksgiving. Once they finally make their grisly cyber rounds and are forgotten, they're relegated to the dust heap of the macabre that our minds confront and discard daily. It's just abject violence. It doesn't endure normally. The problem here is that there's a mystery as well. It seems the authorities can't find the shooter. On a set with plenty of eyewitnesses, and at least a few more watching at home, and caught on closed-circuit camera to boot. Add to that, it had to be at point-blank range, the way the guy's head burst. But no one saw the killer, or heard a gunshot. No bullet was ever recovered from the scene. No gunpowder residue left. Nothing pointed to the possibility of a shooting, except for the fact that a man lost a good portion of his head. So the sum of the clues in this case supported the theory that, while engaged in an honest bilk, Barry Winkengrin's brains just blasted off his shoulders. It had all the makings of an urban legend. But here's where the story gets truly weird, and weirdly true. About two weeks after the killing, a 76-year-old widow, Ida McDonald, shambled alone into her local police precinct and claimed that she, in point of fact, murdered the late Mr. Winkengrin. Now, wrap your wrinkly gray matter around this. She didn't know the man. She had never even seen, much less owned, a firearm of any kind, and she was never at the scene of the crime, ever. She had scarcely left her home for the past ten years, could hardly see, and lived five states away. Impossible, right? And that is the end of part one of The Mythic Pixicide by El Christopher Delgado Chio. Come back next week for part two. If you enjoyed this story, you may find more at Chaos Theory Tales Askew, located at www.genspace.com, spelled G-E-N-S-P-A-C-E dot com. Just click the top eyeball. You'll know what I mean. <laughs>